Hi everyone, Chris here, and today I wanna to talk more about assessment. Specifically, I wanted to touch on a few things about rubrics. So, this is the stage of uh, planning out your assessment where you have your overall learning goals and you've broken that down into individual learning objectives. And now you have some ideas on how your learners are gonna actually demonstrate this. And since not every assessment can be automatically graded by a computer, that's where rubrics come in. So this might be a presentation, this might be an observation, this might be a paper that somebody writes. But whenever your assessment flavor takes, um, having a rubric communicates the objectives and the acceptable performance levels really clearly if they're done right, and also can streamline grading and in some cases can offload grading because a really good assessment, a really good rubric rather, you'll be able to give the product and the rubric and let somebody else go through the rubric. So rubrics generally fall into two basic categories. You have the holistic rubric and then you have the analytic rubric. So the holistic rubric is a little broader in each of the descriptions. So a holistic rubric will describe performance at different levels. So what does perfection look like? What does above average look like? What is the typical acceptable level of quality? When do you start to get to the poor performance? And when do you just go not acceptable performance at all? And, and this is like written out as a holistic statement that encompasses what the performance will look like. And these rubrics are really flexible, um, give students a chance to see what's what they should be aiming for, and allows the, the person doing the assessment to write out and really give some detailed handwritten feedback on whatever the performance was. Now the analytic, uh, the analytic rubric takes that holistic statement and breaks it into different categories. So um, if you were going to observe um, someone give a meeting and you were gonna assess their managerial skills, you might have the different things you might look for, the way they interacted with their, with their people, how prepared they were, how their agenda was set up, how they held the room, I don't know, whatever is important and enough that you're measuring it. And describe the performance of each of those individual categories, each of those compo components at different levels. And this can streamline grading a little bit. It slows you down a little bit when you're actually you know, circling the different parts of the rubric, but it can reduce the amount of narrative you need to do to give the student meaningful feedback. Also, when, um, when the analytic rubric is done really tight, um, often for technical type skills, you may have just acceptable, unacceptable, um, really detailed, did you do it exactly this way? And these types of rubrics can sometimes resemble a checklist, an observational checklist, which are great um, assessment tools. And when they're done in that kind of a way, you could hand that off to somebody else and they can go through. This, this type of rubric, the more detailed you get, 
the more likely it is that the learner will be able to self-assess really well and you guys can be on the same page. So personally, I don't know. It depends on what you're doing. How much flexibility are you? How much wiggle room? What exactly are you assessing? How detail-oriented is it for determining which style of rubric you want to you, you want to use? How much time do you have at the end to really give that detailed, personalized feedback? Um, so yeah, rubrics. It's an art in and of itself, like everything else. But uh, when done well, you can really save time and just increase the amount of clarity for everyone involved. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. So I'll see you then.